This is your coronavirus update for the week of January 16th, 2023. I'm Jim Watkins. In a moment, New Zealand Prime Minister resigns over scandal related to COVID-19. Two bellwether states and how they're doing, plus news with impact on the coronavirus update. This is the week of January 16th. A lot of big news came out this week. The United States government officially ended the pandemic, although they're still fighting for the reintroduction of masks uh, on airplanes. That just started yesterday in Miami. Members of uh, one federal agency came down and made their pitch, and that is being discussed, so that could break at any time. But I also want to play for you something that uh, was on TV yesterday, and it was Newsmax covering this story, this very story. But it's interesting, the di- the the dialogue that ensues after the report between the two anchors. So let's listen to it. It runs about three minutes, but it, it, it really captures at least a position now being taken by more and more Americans as to what's happening and how we're dealing with the pandemic. Trying to reverse an order that banned airplane mask mandates. Our Miami correspondent, Leonardo Feldman, is live outside of Miami courtroom with details. Leonardo. Bob Katrina, that's right. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals here in Miami heard arguments from the Biden administration who wants the CDC to have the ability to reimpose mask mandates on planes. This comes as a result of an April 2021 ruling which declared unlawful requiring masks in travel and public transportation. Brian Stringer, a lawyer from the Department of Justice, argued that the CDC should be able to implement mask mandates immediately without giving time for public comment in order to, quote, to prevent the possible infections and deaths that could result if people didn't do the simple thing of just putting on a mask while they were traveling. On Tuesday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis blasted the administration's push to bring back mask mandates on planes. Even today, Biden and his lawyers at the Department of Justice were in federal court in Miami trying to get reimposed the mask mandate for airline passengers, which a district judge had struck down last year. Even after all of this, they still want to put you back in masks. And Florida's Attorney General Ashley Moody tweeted Tuesday, people need to know that Joe Biden is attempting to reinstate an unlawful mandate forcing passengers as young as two to wear masks on airplanes and other public transportation. My attorneys are in court today in Miami fighting back. Meanwhile, the organization Airlines for America sent us this statement. The safety and well-being of the traveling public and employees is the top priority of U.S. airlines, and we continuously rely on science and data to guide decisions. More than 2 million people each day are choosing to fly as our industry relaunches. Science has routinely demonstrated that the air on an airplane is as clean as, if not cleaner than, restaurants, grocery stores, and even some hospitals. The appeals court has yet to make a decision in this case. Back to you. All right. Thank you very much, Leo. It it seems hard to believe, truly hard to believe that they're even having that conversation right now. I agree. And we've heard from this administration that COVID is over. And the idea of, oh, just put a mask on while you travel. I don't know if you've traveled on a long flight with a mask. 
it is extraordinarily uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. It is is not just like, oh, I'm just going to put a mask on. And my husband and I, I mean, truth be told, we have very different viewpoints about masks. Mm -hmm. He thinks it's better to be safe than sorry. And I'm Mm -hmm. saying, don't tell me to wear a mask. And I'm simply not going to do it. And that's that's the difference, though. He can wear a mask if he wants to. Not a requirement. Voluntarily. And and if he wants to do that. uh, uh, But most people, I would say, I would say a majority of people right now, it's like, I do not want to wear a mask again. Right. Be mandated. If someone chooses. Don't force me to wear it. But again, it should be a choice. So anyway. So it's hard to believe. I appreciate what Ron DeSantis is doing. Yeah, so that's the diatribe between two anchors from Newsmax yesterday. And I'm sorry I don't have their names. But uh, for the point of the story, this is what we're seeing more and more happen. Because about a year ago, the CDC finally admitted, although it wasn't really broadcasted over the news, that the the masks were fairly ineffective. That the molecule or the virus is so much smaller than the fabric of the mask. It's like putting your mask on and then going and swimming in water, hoping that your face won't get wet. And we all know this is the real science, but people wear them and people are encouraged to wear masks. People feel entitled to wear masks. They feel safer. Maybe they are sick themselves. So the general consensus in the country, at least now, it appears to be that it's an optional. It's not going to prevent you from getting COVID. It might prevent you from sneezing on someone, maybe a droplet, but you know, or maybe. But I have uh, come down on the side that the masks are actually unhealthy for you because you're breathing in your own air that you're, you know, getting rid of. All that air in your lungs, it comes out, it needs to go somewhere. And if you just keep breathing it in, then you're bound to get some phlegm or bacteria from phlegm re-ingested into your lungs. And that can't be good. Um, I do want to run down the numbers, take a look at where we're, where we're at in terms of the number of fatalities. And this comes from the worldometers.info, which is gathered from a coalition of Johns Hopkins University, also the World Health Organization, and the CDC's own data. And uh, they've been accurate from the beginning, which is why I use them. They're consistently accurate. Uh, And I see that New York is leading the nation. They had 44 deaths from COVID-related illness as of today, uh, ending this morning at, well, midnight last night. So as of yesterday... Uh, They have had 44 deaths in a 24-hour period from COVID. Texas, 40. Maryland, 39. Connecticut, 31. Cases are up still substantially also. New York seeing about 3,200 new cases in the last 24 hours. Uh, It is interesting to look at the charts that give you a, a much better perspective week by week. And we can clearly see that the average number of Infections, people getting, you know, sick or, or, or saying they have COVID is about 4,000 on average. That's the seven-day moving average per day. Uh, but when you compare it to its peak, which was back in January of 2022, it was 7,100. I'm sorry, 71,000 people a day were getting sick compared to now, which is about 4,000. And that basically is unchanged from two weeks ago about 6,000. It's actually gone down, uh, which is interesting. And if you look at a place like Florida, where Florida is basically an open state for everything, the average new cases per day is about 650 uh, compared to 
a couple of weeks ago when that amount was about 3,000. So it's actually kind of going down. And then the number of deaths in the state on average per day is sitting at about three. And that is actually down. It peaked at 41 on December 28th. So it's actually gone down. And we've just had a cold snap. Um, so those are the COVID deaths and COVID cases in New York and Florida, which are pretty good bellwether states. I also want to mention that the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is resigning due to a backlash over her policies of dealing with COVID. 42-year-old Liberal Prime Minister. This comes from PJ Media. Uh, she got a lot of criticism, and they were basically Fortress New Zealand. That was a nickname given to the draconian policies that Ardern instituted during the, uh, the pandemic. And while much of the world cheered her for commitment to the authoritarianism, the people of New Zealand had different thoughts. And actually, they are experiencing, or they were most recently experiencing, a huge uptick. If you go to look at New Zealand today, you'll see that they're actually experiencing uh, a higher than normal uh, relapse of people getting sick, re-sick from COVID, and other deaths as well. Um, in fact, I want to pull up the numbers and see what their what their chart looks like. But you know, they kept everybody indoors. Natural immunity did not uh, incur as much. Um, and today, in terms of cases, it's leveled off to about 2,700 per day. But at its peak in December, 5,000 per day. At its peak in July of 2022, 17,000 new cases. So it's gone steadily down, but there was a, a brief resurgence last month. Num number of deaths uh, on average in New Zealand, about eight. But at its peak, it was 69, which is not terrifically high for stations or for countries it's not a huge population center but they had the lockdown and it it basically crippled the country so that new Ze prime minister is out she's gone there's also a report today that the uh, cdc has issued a recommendation this actually came out last week to not recommend vaccines for people under the age of 50 and yet they're still pushing vaccines and boosters for young children, even though there's been more than enough study now showing that there is a link between myocarditis, specifically in younger men between the ages of 18 and 49. A new report being published by the Epic Times. Headline reads, Second COVID-19 booster provides worse protection than first booster, according to a study. Uh, Zachary... Uh, Zachary Stabler, Stieber, who's been uh, following the COVID outbreak since the very beginning, reads, the protection provided by a second COVID-19 booster was worse than that bestowed by an initial booster, with the shielding trending negative after a period of time, according to a new study. Protections against symptomatic infection were boosted to 64%, 7 to 30 days after an initial Pfizer or Moderna booster, when compared with the protection the person had from a primary series, researchers in France estimated the measure is known as relative effectiveness. The relative booster effectiveness against symptomatic infection, though, quickly dropped, reaching 33%, 9 
90 to 120 days after injections, and 8% about a half a year out. So you get a booster, 8% effectiveness after about a half a year. The second booster up the shielding to 39%, but the difference from the first booster turned negative after three months. Covered 32% effectiveness. So that's the... The word is that the with each successive boost, the effectiveness of preventing or making minor infections from COVID seems to wane. And that's about it, the top stories, plus what's going on in uh, the country here at home. Um, mandates are being withdrawn. The military, the U.S. military, finally got relief, though people who had not been vaccinated are still being punished by the federal government. New York City and New York State have made wearing masks and hiring people based on vaccination status unconstitutional, so it's good news. California, however, is still considering bringing its mandates, its mask mandates back, even though the new case counts are averaging down as well as deaths. Uh, we do have the data now posted at jimwatkins1.com, jimwatkins1.com, and I also invite you to check out our podcast, Speaking Out, and that's also available on jimwatkins1.com. Next time up, we'll take a look at the latest VAERS update and see how adverse effects uh, are, are occurring throughout the United States. This is your coronavirus update for the week ending January 16th, 2023 check back weekly. We'll continue to update you with breaking news and stats. I'm Jim Watkins.